Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello there. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. We are not. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And before we actually talk about a serum that I'm wearing today, we want you to know that you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, where we link to everything we talk about here. You can follow us on Twitter at forever35pod, and we're on Instagram at forever35podcast. We also have a Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is theorems. Indeed. And you can sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. Um, I just want to mention a couple of things about the newsletter. Actually, I know we usually send it out on the first and third Thursday of the month, but because of the Labor Day holiday, we will be sending it out on the second and fourth, I guess, <laughs> Thursdays. We're, we're going to be sending it out next week. 
Who knows? Not this It'll week. land in your inbox. It'll at some land point. in your inbox. Um, and the other thing that I want to mention as well, and we mentioned this in the newsletter, but we now have a little classified section in the newsletter. So if you have a small business or you know just anything else that you want to advertise to our newsletter readers. You want to like propose like people used to do in the newspaper? (laughs) I mean, I guess we would also take a personal ad. Oh, I would love a personal ad. Hey, if you're looking for friends and wherever you live and you want, or a partner, or just a fun fling. Yeah. We can Um, do a Forever 35 personal ad. (laughs) I mean, how how cool would that be? I miss um, the 90s. Okay. Get in touch with us at forever35podcast at gmail.com and we will get you all set up. Um, that is also the email that you can just email us your general thoughts, comments, concerns, questions. And we have a voicemail number where you can also text us at 781-591-0390. So before we launch into... Discussing our mutual obsession with TikTok. Let's just note that I rolled into our recording, which we do on camera. Dorian and I are not together right now. We are using an app where we can see each other on video. And Dory said to me immediately, you're glowing. I did. It's true. And, you know, for the first time in like, I don't know, a hundred years, I put something additional on my face today. Like it's not makeup necessarily. It is Glossier's future. Do they call it an oil serum hybrid? We've talked about it on this show before. We have, we have. But I just, I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't know. I'm gonna stick something on my face, and it's that good that Dory noticed. So I did want to give that little prod a shout out because I feel good in it today. Gotta say, you look good in it today, and you are convincing me that I should be trying it more. I almost I, I almost never use it. I think because I've I've never been totally clear on how you're supposed to use it. So I applied it today. I did my entire like morning skincare routine. So, you know, vitamin C serum, moisturizer, sunscreen, and then I was like, "Huh." So I did it last. On the Glossier website, they recommend you do it after sunscreen, before makeup. You could wear it under makeup or just wear it alone. So it's essentially the last, okay. last step of a skincare routine. But it's, it, it is making it, me it. feel like I'm popping today. And then just just to note, I did use a, like a wee bit of a Westman Atelier blush stick that I have. Forget Kate, the color. Whatever yes. you're doing, it's working. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm coming out of the dark a little bit here. Coming out of the dark. <laughs> um, meanwhile. She'd be a fun guest. She would be. I think it's partly my lighting, but I'm feeling like especially like my skin is especially dull today. So I appreciate being able to gaze upon your glowing visage. visage. The sun of my skin. I am. So now that we've established that I'm glowing, I did want to just touch upon something I posted on Instagram. And I think this will lead to a kind of more larger conversation about how you and I have been TikToking in various ways lately. But, you know, I kind of went on a little bit of a rant about this idea. Like someone had sent me a message and was like, about my daughter having COVID and was like, we can do hard things. And I was like, yes, we can. And I know that's like Glennon Doyle's mantra. And look, I love, I love some Glennon content. Definitely not mm-hmm. opposed to some Glennon. I love her. 
But I kind of felt very frustrated where I, I wrote hard things are hard on my Instagram because I do mm-hmm. feel like sometimes it's important to just acknowledge that shit is just hard and not always have to have this like positive gung ho. We got it. Attitude. Like I, yes, I, I think we have to let ourselves validate our hard experiences is just being hard and like maybe we can't do them i don't know for sure for sure i'm I'm just kind of a month not a month and a half year and a half into covid i'm just like we gotta start like we have to talk more about how this is just hard i know people are but i but like we got to talk about how we're not doing okay yeah. Or maybe it's just me who's not doing okay. No, I mean, I think a lot of people are not doing okay. And I agree, we should be talking about it. And I agree that like, sometimes it's just hard. Like sometimes you just have to like, live in the suck. Yes. And and just like, let it be, let it suck. Yeah, You know, like, I don't always feel like, I, I feel like sometimes we are, we put ourselves down. This is a very general royal we here, but there is this kind of feeling of like, if we don't tackle the challenges in this like digestible, Instagrammable, happy way, then it it's not the right way to do things. And in reality, I feel like most of us are just like, you know, I have felt like I've existed literally in like a fight or flight state for a very long time like i'm just constantly on high alert and it's just as exhausting and it's not i think i've already talked about this in an episode but i just feel like more i don't know i i just i want i want personally to be able to just say like this is hard and it is what it is and like maybe i don't want to do hard things you know (laughs) i don't want to well no i mean it reminds me of the conversation around like when we talked to Rebecca Traster about being mad mm. and how there's always this impulse or pressure even, especially on women to channel their rage, quote unquote, and mm-hmm. like be productive. And I think a similar thing is happening now where like there's this expectation that we're supposed to be, you know, channeling our anger in some way. And like, I don't know that there's any channeling to be done. <laughs> you know? There's yeah. nowhere to channel it to. Nowhere to channel. So I, I, I really hear you. And I think, you know, I think you got to do what feels right for you. Well, what felt right in the moment was going down a deep dive of talking birds on TikTok. I yes. somehow like discovered you sent me some. Yeah. And I posted some on my Instagram and it probably probably seems like I'm I'm losing it a little bit, which maybe I am, but I got very into these parrots that will repeat what you say and it's very adorable. I mean, uh-huh. I watched an hour of these birds. I just sat in a chair and watched and just searched for birds. Birds talking, people kissing their birds. Wow. Okay. Then, of course, at the end, I was like, I think I should get a bird. Oh, getting, you, you're thinking about getting, getting a bird. bird. No, 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 no. I'm not going to get a bird. But you know how when you like watch something enough, you're like, oh, I should get that or I yeah. should do that. Like, and that then seems it, and, like a nice lifestyle. Yeah. 
Oh, bird ownership. That's for me. But it, then luckily I did watch a video from one of these viral bird owners and she was like, do not get this bird. This is a really not a beginner's bird. And I was like, okay. Not a beginner's bird. I mean, that's good advice. That's good bird advice. Well, you know, I do love birds as self-care because I have all my bird feeders all over my house and I like to watch them. So I think that's enough in terms of my bird ownership. But bird TikTok is where I landed. Okay. Okay. Now, you've also been, I don't know, have you been self-soothing on TikTok? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been particularly comforting what you've been watching on TikTok. I I love TikTok. And- I do too. You know, but I go through like phases with it. Like there will be weeks where I don't look at it at all. And then I'll come back and there's like all new dances and trends. And (laughs) I'm like, what is happening? Um, But I have been on TikTok quite a bit lately. And, the you know, the TikTok algorithm is so fascinating because the For You page, it not only like adapts to I, I was reading something about it not only adapts to like what you like and who you follow but also whether you watch a, a, an entire video so oh yeah so if you watch a whole video of something it like assumes that you're interested in that topic and it will show you more of those types of videos oh boy okay well that explains so, so much about what's showing up when i yeah. get onto tiktok yeah so um and i think like if you go to someone's profile like it it kind of like logs that and even if you don't follow them you know if you like look at some of their other videos and so it it's it's very smart in a scary way and I somehow have ended up on like nurse talk, but not anti-vax nurse talk. This nurse talk is mostly nurses um, doing stitches, which is when Mm. someone on TikTok like uses part of another person's TikTok and like responds to it. And a lot of them are pro-vax nurses responding to anti-vax nurses. It's fascinating. And then there's also like nurses talking about working in the ICU. And like, that is very grim. Um, I guess I'm on COVID talk. (laughs) Holy mackerel. (laughs) Which I'm sort of like, I don't know if I need to be on here, but I also like can't look away. I'm on a few different like weird TikToks. Like I'm also, I I get shown a lot of first day of law school TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like I've I've seen seen such a thing. I've seen five versions of like my first day at Yale law school. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Hilarious. What? (laughs) I don't know. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's just like a bunch. I, I have also watched a lot of stripper talk. I do Um, watch a lot of stripper TikTok too. And And sugar baby TikToks. There's yeah, a lot of sugar baby TikTok, a lot of like, I follow some woman who who does videos of her day day in a life of a rich New York City housewife. Um which is I like still can't tell if it's a satire or not. Anyway, so yeah, so I I do find it kind of soothing. But then you kind of then I've like also inadvertently ended up in some really dark places like I watched a nine part series of a woman who was quote married at 14 
as like a polygamous second wife to someone in her church. And so then I think TikTok was like, oh, this person wants to watch TikToks of like childhood abuse and trauma, like people talking about their childhood abuse and trauma. And I'm like, no, I don't. I just wanted to watch this one person's like wild story. And I don't want to watch all this other stuff. So I'm like trying to get rid of it, which is like, that's when I'm like, the TikTok algorithm is both like really smart and really dumb. Well, today on TikTok, you sent me a video of a mother cat nursing a bunch of cats. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) And I was fascinated because you're not a cat person. Like, I couldn't even figure out why this attracted you. It was really interesting. I was doing, you know, my own psychological study on why did Dory like this TikTok? Oh, I even know why. I liked it, but I it more was like, I think Kate will like this because Kate is into cats. I did like it. I don't know why it showed up for me. I'm not really on cat talk. (laughs) Um, but it was, it was interesting. I think, (laughs) I think because in some of the, um, parenting groups I'm in on Facebook, there have been a few posts lately of people talking about weaning their children who are like two or three. And the 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 gist of this video was that these kittens should have weaned already, but the mom was like just letting them nurse, and mm-hmm. they were large kittens, <laughs> and she was just kind of like whatever. <laughs> and so, I mean, I probably just like anthropomorphized her, but um, that was something that I found amusing, and I thought, okay, we'll find this amusing. I did, and it's just like what. I- there are times when I just sit on TikTok and scroll and scroll and scroll. Yeah. I have to remind myself like this is okay because I'll get it doesn't it doesn't upset me as much as Instagram where every it's just like a shopping cart essentially. There's something about TikTok that feels very earnest still. Yes. Especially cuz I somehow have blocked like all influent like all, you know, I don't see like Addison Rae in the either. hype house anymore. Yeah. I just see like I, I don't People's, even know what like, I see. People's like weird lives. Yeah, I think that's what I like about it. It's like you get these glimpses into people's lives that are so fascinating. And they're these are people I never would have met like in my life. Well, and you know, it's interesting because especially right now, we are still many, many of us are still so isolated from each other in so many different ways that it's it's like a very it's like a way to be intimate with people safely right now. You know, mm. like you can you can almost get to know people a little bit or hang out with people when we're still kind of not quite there yet. Um, thanks to, uh, yield Delta. Indeed. So wait, are you still, are you still like making TikToks? Like I feel like you made a couple and then I haven't seen you make any more. I did. You know, Nora McInerney has been talking up a storm. She has been ticking and talking all over the place. I'm following Nora. I, I more just find, okay, so I tried to make one. There's this, there's a few that I tried to make that I was like, this looks easy enough. I think I could figure this out. Like a few kind of trending themes. And then I was like so much, it was like shockingly so much work to get it right. And I was just like, I don't, this requires a lot of energy that I don't want to give right now. And then I've, I've actually seen a few, like a few people I follow on Instagram who are kind of very like progressive and self care focused have talked Mm. about how like energetically they are not here to create content. Like it's not like 
And I, and that has really resonated with me in a lot of mm-hmm. ways where it's like, like, I don't, you don't have to show up and do this if you don't want to. So when it feels fun, like I was having fun doing it, but then I was like, I'm spending an hour trying to get this TikTok video done correctly. And I like, not, I could be doing something else, but just like, what am I doing? Mm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might, if, if I'm inspired, I might, because I do find it fun and it's very low stakes for me. Like, who cares? Totally. I look like a dork. But, you know, but I do enjoy watching them. If you're on TikTok, let us know if you're ticking and talking. Yeah, please do tell or, us. Or if you have found a world on TikTok that is comforting to you. Because I, I, can I say one more thing? I think you know I got very involved in this this sustainable farm that people were saying was a oh, cult on yeah, TikTok. yeah, 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 yeah. I got very invested in following the story. And there is a real reality show side of tiktok that you can really start following along with kind of That's this, true. the way that like the sorority rush tiktok i think unfolded for many people yes 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 where it has a real reality show mm-hmm. feeling to it which is mm-hmm. also very fun mm-hmm. yeah all right well two moms discover tiktok podcast <laughs> Two years after everyone else, yep, yep. two Life's women no in their forties <laughs> discover TikTok. <laughs> Coming soon oh, boy. to a phone near you. <laughs> All right, let us take a little breaky break, and when we come back, oh boy, we got a good one for you all today. Oh boy, we're talking with. None other than Whitney Cummings, y'all. I mean, I feel like she needs no introduction, but just in case people are not familiar with her, she is an American stand-up comedian, actress, filmmaker, and podcaster. Her credits include one comedy album, four stand-up specials, three Comedy Central roasts, and numerous television series, for which she has served various roles, including producer, director, showrunner, an actress. We talk about so much like mental health and self-care stuff. It's so much fun. It's and so skincare. Fun. And naps and scheduling vaginas. Yeah. Not scheduling vaginas, but we talk about vaginas. Yes. But if one wanted to, you could schedule vagina time. Yeah. Whether yeah, with you your could. own or someone else's. You could. You definitely could. Well, so We had a lot of fun talking to Whitney. We did. All right. So we will be right back. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what? I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about Quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like 
keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with glorious dynam. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And 
What I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code I is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. So we love to start with every guest on our show asking about a daily self-care practice that they have. And 
this can truly be anything um, because mm-hmm. we love to kind of explore what self-care means to individuals. So if, is there mm-hmm. something that you do that brings you uh, some grounding to your day that you can share with us? Yes, there are a couple things. Um, and as a self-care overachiever, I'm not going to answer this well. I'm going to say more than one thing. Um, I wake up in the morning and I always sleep with my dogs. Um, that So to wake up with dogs is a self-care thing. And I do have a lover um, that I'm very serious with and live with. And people are going to recoil and freak out. But we do sleep in separate bedrooms. So sleep is very hard for me. I I don't need to over pathologize. I don't want to say I can't sleep because the more we uh, write the story of things we can't do, the more I feel it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, every day I try to go, what story am I telling myself that was true 10 years ago or when I was 10 and I'm still have decided I'm that person. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can sleep, but I, I, you know, grub now call a comb. A lot of us, a lot of women, we sleep, a little bit lighter because we're wired to, you know, uh, we have superpowers and we hear everything. I also have misophonia, which is just, it, again, nothing. I'm not complaining about any of these. I think a lot of us tend to yeah, over pathologize things as negative instead of as superpowers. Like I always try to say that, you know, all my anxiety, you know, people say oh, I have anxiety, I have anxiety. I'm like, I, my anxiety has served me so well. It's made me leave parties, leave relationships, leave situations. You know, I like to sort of embrace all those, uh, the, the, sort of benefits, the reptilian brain benefits, you know, that right now we pathologize, whereas anxiety served us really well a thousand years ago when we lived in jungles. It serves us really well as moms, right? And, um, but yeah, the first thing I do is I make coffee. I go outside. I, I live sort of in the woods. That was sort of a big self-care decision. And I close my eyes and I let the sun sort of go on my eyelids. This is something that Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about. He's a neuroscientist that, um, about sort of waking up your body slowly and sort of I drink coffee and I do that before I even check my phone or go into the chaos. And I just do like I envision how I want the day to go. This is going to happen. This And like I just imagine it going smoothly. And then I come in and I, I'm very regimented about this. I use my blue light glasses before I get on the computer so that I'm not going to trigger a migraine. I fill up before I have my coffee a big glass of water. It does have crystal light in it. Yes. You got to do what you got to do to get it down your gullet. Okay. And then while I'm taking my morning meds that I, on Sundays, I do this myself. Not that, why wouldn't I? I just mean like, it's a big part of my self care to have on Sundays, have all my pills for the week done. So I'm not scrambling. I guess I missed today. I guess I missed today. And then before I do anything, because I know I'm about to open my emails. I'm going to look at a bunch of requests and asks. And, you know, I'm a people pleaser by nature and I want to say yes to everything. And we can't. I look at, so every month I block out pink days where I don't do anything. Uh, well, this is going to be a, um, sorry, this is going to be like a staycation that I'm doing this one pink week. And oh, wow. then this is my August. So I just look at the calendar every morning. I look at my next two months to make wow. sure I'm, up to date on basically my life for the next two months. So I don't get online and go, yes, yes. I'd love to drive you to the airport. I'd love to host your bachelorette party. I'd love to do this. And, that. and then my niceness takes a hold of my serenity and my future, uh, the, my investment in my future self. Right. So it's like, this is, I look at the rest of the month before I start my day every morning. So I don't overcommit to something because that's really where at this point, my serenity gets lost when I'm like, I'm like, 
ha- haven't really had my coffee yet. I'm not even really awake yet. Haven't had my Prozac yet. And someone's like, do you want to host a bachelorette party in Vegas next week? And I'm like, of course I do. And then all of a sudden, all this hard work is gone. So it's really um, honoring my self-imposed limitations of like, nope, if I have to get up at 6 a.m. on third, no, I can't do that on this night because I'm going to have to go to bed early. You know, so I really study my calendar and, um, you know, no is a complete sentence and nope, I don't change any plans uh, unless someone's sick and they can't make it or whatever, but no changing plans uh, on a Sunday for the rest of the week. I really lock it in on Sundays. So that helps with my daily self-care, having already gone over my calendar for the week. So nothing's up. You know, the amount of time we waste with like decision fatigue of like, should I go to the sink? Should I not go to the yes. sink? Decisions already been made, not under pressure. Not when I was hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Not was I, no decisions are made in traffic. No decisions are made in person. No decisions are made while hungry. How did you it get sounds- to this? Like, you, you have like every amazing self care practice story. I'm sorry, I cut you off. I don't know if you're going to say the same thing. I feel like I just well, took I a gonna, master class. Yeah, I was going to say something <laughs> similar. It just, it sounds like you are, you're really good at setting boundaries. And I'm wondering. Not in not in person. Mm, okay. Which is why I only answer if someone comes up to you. I'm, they, I'm sure they do it to you, you know, all the time. We're like, "Will you come host my thing? Will you come speak at my thing?" And you're like, "Sure," because you just want to be Santa it's in the moment. Yeah, in that yeah. moment. And I always mm-hmm. say, "Oh God, I don't know. Can you please email mm-hmm. it to me? I don't have my calendar on me. I don't uh, say yes or no to anything um, without thinking about it for three days." to decide, you know, if I really want to do something or not, if it's for fun and for free. And then I will email back. And then I've got my sayings written down because my brain will go into codependent land and go, but this person's so nice. Oh, come on. You got to do it. It's it's a school fundraiser. It's for kids. Like, you know, there's so many, I want to say yes to everything. Um, but my self care is really about budgeting time. You know, one of the biggest, uh, and to answer your question, I've been in, um, Coda, Codependence Anonymous and Al-Anon for about 12 years, really hardcore. So that's all about sort of self-care and the, not the things that you would think, you know, self-care, yeah. you think like a bath, you know, whatever. For me, self-care is if I have to be somewhere at four, I leave at three. If it takes 20 minutes to get there, you're allotting for life to happen. You're living life on life's terms. Some there's going to be traffic. You might have to stop to pee. You might want to get a coffee because I used to be so, so, um, I thought the, the being perfectly booked was self care and efficiency and, uh, uh, time economics, but self care really, your self care gets jeopardized when you stop believing in gravity and, um, when you do the same thing over and over again and, essentially doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But with time, mm-hmm. like for me, if something's at four, if I leave it, it takes 20 minutes at three forty. that is, I hate myself. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. stressed. I'm going to, I hate everyone. Fuck you. I hate it. Like, it's just like, I'm setting myself up for a toxic time. So those are the type of self-sabotaging, um, toxic decisions that, that 12 step programs have really unraveled for me because I didn't understand. Oh, every time you leave 30 minutes early, you're five minutes late because of life and traffic and you spilled your coffee and you had to change your shirt and you had to stop and get, you know, you're not allowing for life to happen. You're not allowing, you're not giving yourself that cushion. So for me, it's like, Oh, I have three meetings on Friday. Oh, you could still do one at 11, but I have one at one and three and five. No, I'm going to want to wake up. I'm going to want to say I could budget it there, but yeah. I'm not investing in my future self because I'm going to be grumpy and overcommitted and I'm not going to be able to show up to a podcast like like you guys and deliver. You know what I'm trying to be like, hi. <laughs> it's like, don't do not do it. If you're doing something out of obligation, you, for me, self-care is looking at my motives. When someone's like, 
do you want to come to this um uh bridal shower or whatever? My body's like, no, no, I don't. And then the narcissism of the lack of self-care of me saying, yeah, of course, I'd love to come. Um, and it's obligatory. I'm going, I got to go to this thing. How do you describe the event to other people? Is it, I get to go to my friend's uh, wedding shower. I cannot wait. What should I wear? Should I wear this or this or this? That means I'm rested and it's going to be fun. But like, yeah, to go to this baby shower tomorrow or whatever. I'm going back and forth from wedding and baby. Who cares? Um, and uh, <laughs> I've heard this thing tomorrow and you're like, you have to? As soon as you say you have to, don't go. No one, can you imagine? I always just put myself in other people's shoes to reinforce my own self-care because no one's like, oh, Whitney's tired. She's, her mom is not doing well. She's had a crazy week. She has like an issue with her dogs. Like, but she better come to my party. They're like any good real friend is like, doesn't want you to show up like, hi, sorry, I'm late. Oh my God. I got to go. I got it. Like, like that person is the worst person at the party. Just don't come. If you're going to come, you're going to be resentful. You're going to be rushed. You're going to make it all about you. You're going to come late, leave early, like martyr yourself. You know, that for me is the biggest thing that, you know, one of the biggest things in Al-Anon and Coda that I've learned is we stay away from the three M's, mothering, martyring, micromanaging, because that is just the first step in your self-care slipping because you're trying to take care of other adults. I think the biggest thing we do as uh, sort of uh, to sabotage our self-care is we rescue people that don't need to be rescued because they're adults. And before you try to solve a problem, make sure it's your problem. Don't take on things that aren't yours. You simply Mm. don't have the time. What's going on with you? I was the person before 12-step programs that was like running around, like getting everybody food, making everybody food. I hadn't eaten that day. I was that pride and I was the person that would just eat out of the sink at the end. You know, so for me, it's just been a lot of reprogramming. And um, I did, re- you know, Codependent No More by Melanie uh, Beattie. Mm-hmm. I, I never know if I'm saying that right. Like, I go back to that book sometimes, the big book, Adult Child of Alcoholics. Um, you know, it's, it's, if you haven't been to any program or any 12 step programs, it might be slightly overwhelming. But if you just go to the Adult Child of Alcoholics, um, laundry list it's called uh you can kind of see if it's it you know afraid of authority figures like having have have trouble with being friends with equals we're always sort of like to be friends with people that are either authority figures or inferior to us that we're authority figures to perfectionism defining ourselves through our productivity thinking in order for us to be valuable we have to be helpful and useful um you know stuff like that uh really really helped me sort of get a hold on how i abandon myself and self-care wasn't possible when I was taking care of everybody else, or I thought I was. I was really just enabling them and infantilizing them because uh, that's where I got my self-esteem from being, quote unquote, useful to people that didn't need me because they were adults. And, um, you know, so it took me a long time to stay in my lane and just focus on myself and figure out why it was so painful and why it felt selfish. Oh, right. I grew up in an alcoholic home with narcissists. Any kind of self-care to them was selfish because I had to be obsessing over wow. their needs. So it took me a while to go like, oh, yeah, I walk into a room and I'm like, do you need anything? Are you hungry? Do you want this? It's like, they're like, no, I just ate. I'm an adult. No, do I don't f- need. Do you feel like that all your work in this area has also allowed you to have like healthier romantic relationships? Or any. Yes. Mm. Everything. Everything. It's it's it improves every relationship, whether it's your relationship with your neighbor, because you want to be like, excuse me. Like that's all, you know, Al Anon stuff. That's all self-righteous indignation, perfectionism, and judgment, you know? So and also I'm saying the word alcoholism. I just want everyone uh, to hear this so people don't go like, I didn't see any alcohol. For alcoholism to be 
uh, present, alcohol does not have to be present, right? Our addictions, mm-hmm. you know, I think especially for women, we usually inherit the Al-Anon disease because, you know, look, they got it honestly. Our grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, like they're, they all, th- that's all they had was moonshine and alcohol. They drank alcohol as anesthesia. They put, you know what I'm saying? This country had to, sh- uh, uh, made alcohol illegal for 10 years. That's how big of a problem was. That's what we come from. Yeah. We come from that. And as a result, the women that came before us had to be caretakers. They had to be because, you know, there was the three martini lunch. I mean, men would come home wasted <laughs> at seven o'clock and then get more wasted. And then they themselves also had to cope with how horrific, you know, it was to be them at that time, you know? So we come from a lot of self-soothing. We come from people that have been in so much pain that they have to self-soothe, whether it's with a false sense of control, perfectionism, you know, making big meals and then martyring themselves um, uh, and getting that adrenaline and dopamine. So any kind of adrenaline turns into dopamine. So the adrenaline is of, I got to be there in 20 minutes, but I got to bring a gift. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to get a candle and I'm still going to be out. You know, it's like they don't need a candle. They just want you to be on time and not act like a, the Tasmanian devil coming in when someone comes in, like, the traffic was crazy. It was like, well, we all got here. So what's going on with you that you've lived in LA for 10 years and you don't know how to leave 15 minutes early? Like that is, you know, I think a lot of us don't re- conflate uh, selflessness with selfishness. You're like, well, I had to get a candle. No, you didn't. No one wants your candle. No one wants your freaking candle. Show up without a bottle of wine and no one's going to drink your your wine. It's fine. No one walks in and is like, oh, no wine. If that person is like that, don't go to their house. Don't hang out with them. You know, so if someone can't allow, if someone is threatened by you taking care of yourself and doing what you need to do for you, you know, as we say, as you get healthy, the sick get angry, we can't take everyone with us. If someone is threatened by our self-care or annoyed by it, then like they just kind of got to go. Like the people in my life are now, because I take, I don't take three naps a day. That's the, that's the narrative over here. But I believe in, (laughs) I believe in lying down. Mm. So if I'm doing stand up at night, yes, I do take naps from five to six. I am vicious about it. That's like your time. You're in your own room. No one. Phone off. Do not talk to me. Everyone has to tiptoe around the house. <laughs> well, no one's here by five, really. But it's like, you know, I have misophonia. Things wake me up. I've got my noise-canceling headphones on. I've got something called a sleep crown, which is the like a sort of heavy kind of pillow that's also really soft that goes over your face and can totally wrap around. I cannot live without it. I put on my oils, on my, on my chest, my favorite smell. And for me, we, we're all – so much of us um, – self-care people and the people that are kind of trying to push this sort of healthy wellness, uh, sort of mental health, um, conversation, um, we're perfectionists and sick within our own desire to be well, right? So I know so many people are like, and I meditate twice a day and I just, I'd, I'd sit there and I was like, your meditation doesn't, mine doesn't have to look like yours. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't need to be on a, a purple pillow with it's like a, competitive wellness. That's ex- yeah. it's toxic. What I like to call toxic yeah. wellness. That's like, oh, you're not brushing your teeth with charcoal? No, bitch, I'm not, <laughs> because that's a scam. So it's also not mm. radically forward thinking or feminist to just waste your money on scams. Oh, you don't have crystals in your water bottle? No, bitch, I don't. I still drink out of a hose. So. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? My wellness doesn't have to look like yours. And for me, my meditation, whatever you want to call it, I just call it lying. I'm going to go lie down because so much of why we are not able to uh, work as efficiently, I'll speak for myself, is that sometimes it's like, you know, we underestimate how incredibly 
vigilant, if not hypervigilant and amazing our brains are. So if you and I are having a conversation right now, say we're writing a script, right? And I'm like, can't get an idea. I can't think of it. No, I can't. Brain dead. We're brain dead. We have writer's block, all those things. It's like, well, your brain's exhausted. Even though you and I are pitching ideas, I'm looking at the books in the background. I'm trying to figure out, oh, what shirt is that? That's a cute shirt. Where'd you get that? I'm looking at the blank in the background. I'm looking at your tank top. I'm like, oh, those are are those same headphones. Are those Bang & Olufsen? Like, oh, is that a vase in the back? We're still, oh, I need to have my water. My dog's right here. Like, we're still taking in three is it yeah. 3 billion bits of information per second? How something feels, how's everything um, in order to prepare for a trauma to happen so that when a trauma happens, our brain can lock in all the things, right, that are around us to protect us in the future. So, which is why EMDR is so helpful. It helps unprogram all those things. And so I also do EMDR, eye movement reprogramming and desensitization. It's a game changer if you have specific traumas you want to work on, uh, di- uh, you know, if you're scared of men, if you're scared of a certain noise, if you're scared of, you know, um, uh, heights, whatever it is, because you had a trauma around it, it's really amazing to unprogram all of the associations that came with that trauma. So when you see, um, uh, you know, someone in black sunglasses, because when you were 10, someone came in black sunglasses to the diner you were sitting in and, and held up the place, right? Mm. So anytime you see black sunglasses, whether you know it or not, your amygdala is like, oh, uh oh, something bad happened, something bad happened. And you just find yourself being anxious and stressed and annoyed at everyone. And you're not sure why there could be some association. Mine was with Christmas. I hate, I hated it, hated it. Christmas trees, the smell of Christmas trees. I don't want it. I would like just, you know, do stand up, not go to any Christmas parties. And then we found out like I put together that, you know, Christmas in my home was always really hectic. It meant glasses were flying. It meant people were screaming. And so I did EMDR on it. And now I have like, you know, take a contrary action. And I have the biggest Christmas tree ever. And I have a Christmas decorating party. And, you know, I think for me, a lot of my self care is nurturing my inner child. Like, what does she want to do? You know, like, sometimes she kind of just wants to go lay down. And if we're writing a script for five hours together, I might go, Katie, Dory, I gotta just go lay down. I'll lay down for 30 minutes, whether you fall asleep, whether you meditate, whether you have a mantra, which the only one I use is from George Haas, uh, which is I forgive you, you forgive me, I forgive myself. So that's the only one if I'm going to repeat a mantra that I'll do. But sometimes I'm just like, as soon as you lay down, you're like, ah, that's the idea. You just took away all the stimuli and gave your brain a chance to actually do deep thought. You know, we spend so much time around people and people who are inherently triggering and distracting, even the best ones in the world. Um, and uh, I lay down and I'm like, oh, yeah, and that's I need to get that prescription today. Oh, you know what? That's the joke. You know mm. what? I don't need to go to that party. I'm just. Wait, why did I think I did? All of a sudden, the answers just come to me. So when people are like, oh, Whitney's napping again, old narcoleptic McGee, um, a lot of work happens when you're resting. A lot of the best work that I get done, the best thinking is when I go for a hike and when I lay down, the two things that seem like, quote unquote, a waste of time or indulgent, that's when it all gets done, you know? So, so I have a very strong, I need to lay down and close my eyes thing and it'll save two hours. So we're just going to take a short break and we will be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. 
Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Okay, we're back. You mentioned that you put on your oils and, you know, your skin is flawless. And we talk about skincare a lot on our show. Let's and I have read, it. I have read many articles with in interviews with you where you get into your skincare. So <laughs> I would love to just pick it apart and hear about what you use. What I is your process? Do you okay. oil up in the middle of the night? Like I read somewhere. Yes, I do. I have a vat of grapeseed oil with a pump right next to all the toilets in the house. Um, And they, I, I also, you know, I'm just going to say it. I also uh, put some on my vagina every time I pee. (laughs) Every time? (laughs) Every time I pee, I'm done. I take the tiniest bit of grapeseed oil and just sort of, you know, we never put anything down there. We never take care. We sometimes forget. Like I talk to a lot of people who are, don't wash their legs. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it just all drips down. I'm like, eh. I know a lot of people with like corn, bad feet and, and ingrowns. I'm like, well, you put, so you put oil on your feet, right? Every morning or lotion. And they're like, no. I'm like, what? And they're like, no, I just do the leg. And I'm like, why wouldn't you do your feet too? Because I used to have really bad ingrowns and I realized I wasn't moisturizing my feet. So now I go through and I put, mm-hmm. um, uh, I have all these balms and lubes and all sorts of stuff, but I'll just like do a big glump, glump 
onto um, my my toenails and my toenail cuticles and stuff and then put socks on and I'm like, oh right, I'm not getting as many blisters. I'm not getting ingrowns. I'm not like as you get older, your feet start to just like get dead skin and yeah. it hurts. And and my self care is I'll travel and I'll like have a toe that just hurts because I haven't like, you know, done the cuticles or or, you know, dug out ingrowns and stuff. So little things like that that are not fun to talk about, but it's like think about the things you're missing. Like if you're not washing your legs because you're too busy you need to work on your time management. Like anytime <laughs> someone says, oh, I, I don't put oil on my face. I just don't have time. I'm like, well, what's, let me, I can probably look at 10 things you did today that you actually shouldn't be doing. That is a waste, a real waste of time. And, you know, or people are like, I can't, you know, afford to, you know, go to the, take care of myself or go to the gym or go to betterhelp.com or whatever it is. I always, I always like to talk about, uh, Al-Anon and AA and any kind of 12-step program because it is free medicine. It is free. So I did not go to therapy until way later in life, until I was probably 28. Number one, I couldn't afford it before that. And number two, like going to a therapist you can't afford is not going to help you be less stressed out. No, it's more stress. Yeah. Yeah. Every like person that's in the public eye is like, so I go to therapy. It's like, okay, that's not an option for everyone. And there's a lot of therapists who are horrible at their job, right? There's a lot of people that can, you know, the reason that I work or horrible match for you, right? I used to go to therapists and lie to them. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. I could lie to therapists. I can get away with anything. And then I finally found mine who worked at a rehab, um, you know, specialized in childhood trauma, addiction, the addictive brain, attachment strategies, uh, trauma response, stuff like that. And then I'd come and I'd be like, yeah. And then I just, I just feel really abandoned. And she'd go, well, adults can't be abandoned. You have a car. So that's not what's happening. Whoa. Like I needed someone that was a gangster, right? And then I'm in this, I, you know, was diagnosed as a love addict. So I want to say this was a toxic relationship. I like to really choose my words. I think a big part of self-care is choosing your words. So a lot of us want to go, oh, God, that's not healthy that I just did that. That was so not healthy. We don't say that. We say it's not helpful. Because then you're just over pathologizing yourself. You're just beating yourself up. And a lot of us run around and we're just like the internal critic and I will not be bullied and I will not be talked to like that and you disrespect me. And then the way we talk about ourselves is so disrespectful. People take cues from us, number one. But number two, I see a lot of people being like, I will not be talked to that way. And they're like, I'm such a piece of shit. I hate myself. Oh my God. And you're like, okay, let's just work on the way we talk to ourselves. And then we'll get to the other people, right? Because if anyone talked to me the way I talk to myself, they would go to jail. So that's what being very careful sort of with my words. But let's get to the skin. I always like to the skin. Open by telling everyone I was on Accutane twice. I was on Accutane when I was six. Speaking of not helpful. Six? Did you say six? Fifteen. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what is oh, Okay. Yeah, but 16 is still young. Yeah. Very oily baby. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so I, uh, was on that when I was 16 and 21. So I don't think I can encourage that. Please talk to your doctor. I, there was a lot of really shady stuff that went on when I took it. Oh, just anal bleeding, you know, stuff like that. When the side effects are anal bleeding, that's when you should be like, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah. I had such bad cystic acne, um, which as a child or as a teenager is, just, you know, everyone, uh, yeah. you know, because they always say like, and obviously I'm not a doctor and I don't know the statistics on it, but they used to always say like, well, it causes suicidal thoughts. It's like for someone that's 13, 14, so does having that kind of acne. I mean, not that that should be your biggest problem in life. It's not, but you're 13. 
like your face at school. That's all it is. My last yeah. name is Cummings. People are like, oh, too much cum on your face. Cum coming out of your zit. Like, you know, it's just, it's for a kid, it's a big deal. Um, so who knows what actually links it to, you know, uh, suicide. I, I always like to like question studies and be like, mm, were there any women in there? Mm-hmm. In that Off, so often they're not given mm-hmm. context because they're like, well, a bunch of guys are like, well, Accutane causes suicidal tendencies. You're like, okay, but also if you have Accutane and you're 12, you also might have suicide. Say like, yeah, I want to kill myself. Like that's, that could, you know, so it's like, let's just question everything. Um, but so I did do that. And then the biggest game changer in my life is I started on, I read something called The Wrinkle Cure by Dr. Paracone when I was doing a movie when I was 24, just by some miracle. My mom, uh, worked at Bloomingdale's. So I, my toys as kids were like products. She would bring home samples and stuff. So I was like, skincare was like always kind of an obsession of mine. But, um, so I read the wrinkle cure, Dr. Paracone wrote it. He's a big famous dermatologist. He does have his own products. I hope I get in trouble. Don't get in trouble here, but I do not use his products. I use a version that I buy at Whole Foods. It's $18, which is just the three main elements, which is uh, alpha-lipoic acid, ester-C, and DMAE. So that's like a serum that I use. I do micro uh, needling, which is a little roller that has tiny little prickles in it because most of our skin products don't even absorb because we have so much dead skin on the top. So if you're not exfoliating, always up, always up. Do not ever go down, never go down. The up direction is a thing. My mom taught me, I used to watch my mom put products on. For those of you that are listening audio, I look insane and I'm like hitting my face and going up. (laughs) It was always applied like this. Always, always, always. Always never down, never down and always under the eyes and never forget under the eyebrows because that's a really big part of what keeps, you know, everything up. And, um, and then I do, gotta do, I do a lot of things, but they're doable. Um, I also do the lotion P50 or Mm P70, one of the other. It's really exfoliating. Um, there's other versions of it. I, uh, wear a shocking amount of sunscreen and, Again, my face is lubed up at all times. Um, I, I just said people don't wash their legs and I'm clowning on people that don't do their self care, all of their self care, right? But I, I mean, like I didn't floss before I went into program. Like I know that's gross, but it was just like there was no, that's takes two minutes. And I was like, I'm too busy. I got to run around and, and get groceries for people that live next door to a grocery store. Like I was just so busy obsessing over other people's needs that I never acknowledged my own or took care of myself. And, um, so, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, I washed my face with, uh, like a melt or with oil. So I'll just slather grapeseed oil all over my face, then put water on it and then take a washcloth and kind of wipe it off. I basically never let my face, this sounds so crazy, be wet without some kind of oil on it. And for people going like, you had zits, oil's bad. Um, I feel like there's this, the same narrative that like fat was bad. Remember that whole thing? Yes, that like we do. fat mm-hmm. was bad. And then we were all just eating a ton of sugar. Like yeah. snack wells, like 80 calories of just pure sugar, really, but it's fat free. And we're just all pounding sugar and not understanding why we just feel like garbage all the time. So it took me so long to be like, no, olive oil, avocados, peanut butter, like good fat, right? Fat's good. And, um, I think the same with, uh, a lot of other things like, um, what, where, where was I going with that? Oil, uh, people being afraid of oil. Oil makes your skin oily. No, it doesn't. Cause if you put oil on your skin, actually your, uh, oil glands are going to, uh, 
stop producing as much oil because you're already sustaining it right. The same way that we, if you take testosterone, your pituitary gland will stop producing as much, you know, stuff like that. Your body responds really quickly. So for me, that was the key to stopping the cystic zits is to stop all the crazy oil production. And then I really never break out after that. Of course, I'm, you know, you know, have every now and then I'll have little sort of zits from the mask. That's my new thing, mask knee, but it's really helped. I mean, I also do do Botox here, one, two, three. And then I used to get really bad migraines. So I used to get it up here and then they kind of did it here a little bit. So I do have that. I'm always going to be honest about that. But yeah, to me, like, you know, it's never about spending a lot of money on your skincare. The stuff that I use is probably $50 total. Well, besides the, the lotion P70, which I only use a couple times a week. What's so the name the of the... Also, never sleep on a cotton um, pillow. Yeah. That is silk pillowcase. I also, uh, if you, I, I did get uh, breast augmentation surgery. It did help because I had to sleep like a vampire for a while. But I sleep with my noise canceling headphones, the ones you guys have, and I sleep on my back always. And I put uh, all the oil on uh, uh, an hour before bed because if you put a bunch of product on and then just slam your face into a pillow, That's you're just wasting all your product. That's you what know? I do. No. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I, leave, I leave it on. Let it chill and then I do it in heats, right? So I do put a serum on, let it soak in for a second, then put the lotion on, let it, and then I'll slather the oil nine o'clock if I'm going to bed at 10, right? And then a little more around the eyes right before I go to bed, like a bomb, like almost like a Vaseline type bomb. Uh, it's called Infiore, F-I-O-R-E. I just love the smell of it. It's like this hardcore jasmine smell that I just love or Liz Earl super serum concentrate. It's like an oil. It's got, got a bunch of stuff in it. And then I put my noise canceling headphones on because then my skin can't hit the pillow and have all my oh. stuff. Yeah. Go every all over the place. And I know it's a whole thing. You mentioned the grapeseed wow. oil on your vagina and you know you're here yeah. because you've partnered with Anovera yeah. which is a birth control. What is what is self what does vaginal self-care look like for you and how has it kind of changed over the years as I know you've talked about internalized misogyny? How how is this even how is even birth control part of your self-care? I would love to just dig into that before we have to let you go. Huge. So for me, you know, look, we're probably in similar uh, uh, um, age ranges. We've we've been we've seen a lot of birth controls. That's what I'm saying. So when I heard about this product, uh, my my doctor, uh, my new doctor, told me about it, and it's annual. So you go to your uh, healthcare provider once a year. And then you have it for the rest of the year. You can take it out whenever you want. I'm 38. I might meet a guy on farmers only and want to get pregnant in the next two months. And I have to go tour. So if I need to be able to, if I need to take it out, put it back, I can do it whenever I want. I'm not like scheduling an appointment, waiting, sitting at the pharmacy for three hours. To me, that is self-care to be able to have uh, my time back. Right. And then have this, you know, it obviously be effective. It really works for me. I know I have to say, ask your doctor because this is the first birth control that I didn't feel like, um, I needed to be committed. <laughs> mm. And whether it's the lack of stress from the fact that I, I'm like, all right, I'll see, I see my guy. No, I'm like, I'll see you in a year when I need to, you know, instead of, Hey, where are you? I, I, I just, I only have two left and, and I have to go every single time and hunt and, ch- and fight over insurance. And it's just anything that gives me my time back. That to me is a self care choice. That is me investing in my future self. I am picking something that is not going to make me crazy, stress me out uh, for the next year. It's truly a miracle. 
And then their website is just savevagina.com. I'm like, I love you guys. And then I do the ad. I go on set and we're talking about it. And um, and they're like, can you just say vagina into the camera for like three minutes? I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> this is my dream. Because normally if you have to say vagina on something, they'll shoot one take and they'll come up and they'll be like, can you just say Fifi? Oh, God. Can you just say like what? Lady Premise? I'm like... Okay. So I'm like, so my oh tulip, like, so they really walk the walk in terms of, of working to remove the shame and the stigma. It's so boring. It's so, I'm so sick of this even being a conversation. So yeah. I was like, most in your face possible thing, you know, let's go for it. Well, I think we've got to let you get on to the next interview as much as I don't want to. We haven't even talked about I'm horses. Sorry. I would love to come back. I would love to come back. I want to talk about, oh, well, horses are the biggest self-care thing. I am obsessed with your horse life as a, as a horse yes. girl. But um, let me um, uh, be clear that what I do is, I mean, for people like us, sensitive people, just jumping on a horse that you don't know or, mm. you know, riding a ho- someone else's horse, a horse that looks miserable and demoralized and embarrassed and doesn't get to have dignity and integrity that is not uh what we do um we take abused horses that were you know dressage um uh etc carriage horses and we make them wild again so the mm. idea is not like i'm just going to jump on a horse and i'm not going to be depressed anymore that's not what's rewarding and fulfilling as a horse girl you know it's about developing that relationship of mutual respect so yeah. for me earning my horse's respect without using treats or uh cajoling or bits or bridles or any way to control that was how I became the person I'm proud to be because to earn his respect when he could go, he does, he can do whatever he wants. He's 2000 pounds. Like I can't force him to do anything, you know, and their only really reward is serenity. They don't really need your treats. They've got grass, they're grazers, you know? So for them to want to spend time with you and for me to figure out how to be the person that my horse wanted to hang out with that, that was um, everything to me. So, oh, so equine therapy is a miracle, not just like riding. Yeah, yeah, it's be- I love watching uh your inst- like if anyone's interested, you can watch on Whitney's Instagram her beautiful horse relationships and it's very moving. And if you're I looking love it. For the name, um it's called um Agala E A G A L A or Liberty Training, which mm-hmm. is when it's sort of like consensual. There's a great um uh, uh little pistol Annie is one. Um my equine therapist is on Instagram. I follow her VV Equine. Um and they sort of explain it a little bit better. Um uh uh the bandit's daughter is another one just and um being with horses is a great audio book by a german woman named sabine something whitney before we let you go is there zen anything- mind, zen horse. oh is there again or- zen mind zen horse great for anyone even if you don't have horses um are there any other projects or anything else you have going on that you think our listeners should know about right now um i finally capitulated and i have a podcast uh it's called good for you and i we do end up talking a lot about this stuff like this um you know it's me i have comedians on most of the time but sometimes you know we get you know comedians um breaking news uh some of us are sad so mm-hmm. we will you know it always it's <laughs> half really funny but half like what meds are you on you know gary goldman came on and he talked about his journey with depression and antidepressants nikki glazer was just on we both talked about our journeys with eating disorders and self-esteem and self-respect you know how to build self-esteem it drives me nuts this like instagram wellness community that's like 
love yourself. It's like, that's not how uh, mm. I have low self-esteem. Okay. Well, what are you doing to build it up? You, you have to be doing esteemable actions. The way to build self-esteem is to do esteemable actions. We have neuroscientists on, uh, 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 Andrew Huberman was on. We talked a lot about, you know, neurochemicals. And the more you know about those, like the more you can take control of your life. That book, Moody Bitches, uh, was also very influential in the uh, female brain movie I did. Reading the female brain changed my life. Uh, making the movie the female brain changed my life. It's on Hulu if anyone's interested in like the magic school bus, cliff notes, comedy version of like how all of the things that people pathologize mm. uh, women for being crazy, being, you know, um, uh, uh, suspicious, you know, uh, going through your phones, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it really is about, you know, essentially sh- like alchemizing that into these are actually our superpowers that you guys are just trying to pathologize because, you know, it's actually hypervigilance. It's actually, these are all the things that made our species proliferate. You know, these are the reasons we're amazing. All the things you think are crazy are actually just superpowers. So, um, I really like to, challenge that stigma and go like, am I psycho? Am I this? Like, no, you're just like hypervigilant and you'll do great in the wild. If you ever get lost, (laughs) you know, like you'll do great in the apocalypse. Don't dull any of that. You know, I found his ex-girlfriend in 30 seconds. Am I crazy? No. Talented. You're hired. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's really like giving our emotions and character defects, which I call superpowers, a big hug, embracing them, you know, figuring out, you know, when fear is useful, when anxiety is useful and when it's a liability and then decide, you know, and, um, and then trusting our gut of like, this guy gave me butterflies. No, 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 no. That's a pit in your stomach. Our society calls it butterflies, but that's bad marketing. They had a, it had a good publicist mm. that's a pit in your stomach because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're saying go the other direction. So I always say, we talk a lot about red flags, you know, stuff like that. Love addiction, codependence, all that kind of stuff. And it's, we try to make the ha-has also. It's fun to have a little ha-ha mixed in there. You gotta have a ha-ha every now and then. <laughs> well, this has been so fun to get to talk to you, Whitney. Thank you so much for doing it. Truly, Thanks such a pleasure. Him. You know, one fun thing about the Whitney Cummings interview was that we, it happened very quickly. Like we didn't, it, did. it was like one day we weren't interviewing Whitney Cummings. And then like the next day it was on the, ca- it was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is so exciting. <laughs> like it just totally. and it happened very fast. Yes. So it was very like... I never expected to talk to her in my life. And so it was a real, it was a real treat. Sometimes our interview scheduling can be a real whirlwind and it's really fun. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to make that happen. She was great. She She was was really, really fun. Yeah. And I am obsessed with a lot of the work she does with horses, as I already, as as you probably, yes, you you maybe heard me say, but, um, as a horse person, I think she's, she's gotten very involved in animal rescue and I think, and animal, right stuff. And I think it's really been interesting to watch on her Instagram. Yeah. So (sighs) here we are again, we find ourselves with intentions and we do, you know, my intention last week was to keep not getting COVID and I'm really happy to report that I did not get coronavirus. Doesn't mean I won't in the future, but I'm very happy. It felt you. Yeah, it felt, I mean, I was honestly very surprised that no one else in our family, especially my other daughter, got COVID from my younger daughter who had it. Yes. Um, but it made me feel good. It made me feel like my vaccine was working. It made me, you know, we masked around each other for 10 days and that was weird, but we did it. And, um, I'm glad I didn't get COVID. Um, 
I'm really glad you didn't get COVID. <laughs> I mean, but that being said, it was literally out of my hands. It's not like, you know, I, I could have gotten COVID. It was probably a silly intention. But anyway, right now I don't have COVID. Um, and this week, I, and actually I did this last night, um, but I'm going to do it again. My, my intention is to find one new recipe to try because oh, I'm fun. sick of everything that I, we cook. And it feels like my kids are sick of everything we eat. Like, we're just kind of like, ugh. Mm. So I did last night make a New York Times food Mark Bittman very easy pasta recipe that I can link to, although it's probably behind some sort of subscription wall. But I'm going to try another new recipe tonight, and I'm going to add another one to the list if I can find one. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Um, so my intention this week was to get back into strength training. I did, I did do one Pilates class. Okay. On the Peloton, like the, through the, you know, through Peloton. Um, so it wasn't exactly strength training, but it was, it was something different than just doing cardio. Um, and it was, it was good. So I might get, you know, might get more into that. Oh, and I also just want to mention, I'm still taking tennis lessons, and I feel like I'm finally improving. <laughs> Interesting. Is is when you take tennis lessons, are you do you kind of like spar with the not coach, the, your your teacher, your trainer? Yeah. Okay. So you play with them. You play with them, and and they're just like constantly adjusting, you know, your swing and what you're doing and doing drills and working on your strokes and just everything. So it's very intense. It's a, it's like very exhausting. <laughs> like I'm oh, always it's, like it's so hard drenched with sweat. My instructor, meanwhile, like barely breaks a sweat and his pulse is at like 80 and I'm like, <laughs> like dying. Um, but anyway, that is a story for another time, but uh yeah, I'm I'm interested in in continuing to explore this whole strength situation. Um and this week, I'm actually traveling this week. Mm -hmm. So, my intention is to travel safely. What does that mean for you? I I mean it kind of means not to get covid. So, I'm going to I'm going to try not to get covid when I travel. It could happen and hopefully it won't. Yep. 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 But Dory is very good about those KN90. What do you wear? KN94s? I wear the KF94s, which are basically the Korean equivalent of KN95s. And I, I wear those all the time. Oh, I know. Wore one like all day at Disneyland, which that's I a did. hot day. You know, we were lucky in that the day we went was not actually that hot. And it, I think it was like overcast. It was it was mm. like a great day to go to Disneyland. But um, yeah, I do. I'm and I'm now just like used to it. So yeah, yeah. But when it gets hot, it is it is hot under that under that mask. Um, it is. But anyway, so that's that's the story. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. 
And we do want to tell you, of course, that this show, Forever 35, is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer, and it's produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Sam Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is Acast, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.